Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is an Apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. She was an explorer. She only had a cat named Nova. Nova was also an explorer. Ooh. <laughs> that is writer Eliana Pauls. She's reading out loud the story she wrote about her best friend Sapphire, a fairy who likes the color blue and has a brave cat named Nova. Sapphire rides Nova like a trusty steed on their adventures battling a giant named Cootie. Sapphire has hair of gold, and as all fairies do, she has wings. She can't be seen during regular times and never by people who don't believe in fairies. But once in a blue moon, when the conditions are perfect, she appears with her suitcase. And if you are very lucky and believe in fairies with your whole heart, you will see her good thing for both Eliana Pauls and Sapphire the Fairy. They believe and they have faith in imagination. Imagine your way out of loneliness. It worked for a four-year-old girl named Eliana, who is a real human being, and Sapphire the Fairy, 
who had forgotten what it was like to believe in humans. about like loneliness I feel like it'd be important to, to note that I had been going through a pretty rough breakup at the time that the lockdown orders went into place Kelly Victoria Kenny grew up and grew out of her Peter Pan costume years ago but at one time when she was a child she was so attached to dressing up like Peter Pan that she barely took off the costume for two years she was around two years old when she got her outfit Kelly's mother told her she waited and watched for her Peter Pan clothes to be washed and then put them on again as soon as they were dry. Peter Pan has always been a big, important part of me and and that story and just trying to, to hang on to that bit of childhood. I loved the thought of never growing up. As a kid, Kelly was often by herself. She didn't grow up in a family that thought like her and had her creative, imaginative mind. So during her childhood, she felt at times that her imagination was stunted by a lot of the adults around her. Except one. I was lucky enough to have an uncle that, that reached out constantly and was like, don't let go of this part of you. Don't, don't let that get drowned out by the world around you. Hold on to this. You're very special with this imagination and creativity. It was hard at times for Kelly being surrounded by others who didn't see the world she did. I had a lot of like stuffed animals that I would imagine came alive after I wasn't around. And they were they were kind of my little imaginary friends when I wasn't at home. I'd think about them when I was at school. Um, I feel like part of me was kind of a lonely little kid. I, I felt like a weirdo. People kind of made me feel like a weirdo because of my creativity. She loved playing pretend. And when Kelly's mother put her in a production of Peter Pan when she was two years old, Something about the story of the boy who never wanted to grow up made sense to her. I'd heard people my whole life say, you know, hang, hang on to your childhood. and Youth is wasted on the young. And I think that hearing adults say that really stuck with me and made me feel like selfish for being a child when I couldn't appreciate it in the way that they did. Even as a child, Kelly was determined to make the best out of her childhood and she never wanted to let it go. All children except one grow up. Peter Pan didn't need to, but Kelly Kenny did. And with being a grown-up, there comes a different kind of loneliness. It's not the same kind you have when you're a weird kid who believes your toys come alive even when no one else can see it. As a grown-up, Kelly found her loneliness came with it, an inability to sleep at night, and a sense of helplessness. The first time Peter Pan has something happen to him that was unfair, being bitten by Captain Hook, he loses something. It's not so much the physical pain of being hurt, but the aftermath. That was what caused Kelly's loneliness, the loss of believing you can't be hurt. When you get treated badly by someone and you lose faith, it only has to happen once, but you will never be quite the same ever again. Kelly Kenny had a rough personal breakup with someone she trusted at the beginning of the pandemic. I was having trouble sleeping and pretty much getting out of bed and doing anything. And 
I haven't been able to see my family because of the lockdown and a lot of them also live in, in Norway and I've had to cancel a couple trips out there to see my nephews who mean the world to me. Kelly said she felt her only refuge from the loneliness was to go for walks late at night and seek an escape in her own head. And I just listen to music and try to clear my head so I could get back and maybe hop into bed and finally get a good night's sleep. And this one night I was out there, it was, it was in April, and I was listening to music and, and just walking down the street and caught the corner of my eye. It was like a little sparkly thing on this tree. And I immediately uh, got down on my, my hands and knees and started looking at, at all of the little things that were placed in this garden. The garden had painted blue rocks as a stream and little doors and colorful mushrooms that were shelters for elves and tiny tables and chairs for fairies to sit on. The poster by the garden said this. Our four-year-old girl made this to brighten your day. Please add to the magic, but don't take away. These days can be hard, but we're in this together. So enjoy our fairy garden and some nicer weather. By the time she stood up again and made her way home, Kelly forgot for the first time in a long while her loneliness and isolation. Her imagination began forming, and she says it began to crowd out her feelings of being alone. Instead of her own thoughts, she started thinking the way someone else might, someone who had a big job to do, and that job was grander than her own life at the moment, protecting a child's creativity and imagination. The way to accomplish that was to become a littler person herself. Kelly became Sapphire the Fairy. Kelly Kenny and Eliana Paul share something in common. They both have imagination, and things that may not be real to others are real to them. The other thing they share is they both use their imagination when they were very alone and lonely. Psychology professor Marjorie Taylor has been researching why we have imaginary friends for two decades. Her interest was sparked by a friend of her daughter's. She talked about him in passing like he was a real person. In fact, I thought he was a real person I, until I, I wonder, who is this Michael Rose? And so I started asking around and I couldn't find anybody else who knew who he was. So I asked my daughter, you know, to tell me a bit more and I learned that Michael Rose had a barn full of giraffes. Dr. Taylor was interested in the role of pretend and how it related to a child's emotion. Many children are afraid of things that no one else can see, like the monster under the bed. Dr. Taylor was motivated in trying to understand. If fear of the unknown is real, could genuine feelings of something perhaps the rest of us can't see be real too for a child? Children love their imaginary friends. Do they think they're real? So that was the question that initially motivated my research. At the Imagination Research Lab at the University of Oregon, Dr. Taylor began doing research. One of the earlier studies involved using a play phone and having children come in and pretend to call their imaginary friends to come to the lab for a play date. But imaginary friends, it turns out, aren't very punctual. And it took a long time for them to travel to the lab. So Dr. Taylor and the other researchers would sit around waiting for imaginary friends to arrive. 
Doing studies on children's relationships with their imaginary friends requires a lot of practical measures. There was a lot of cross-checking. Were the friends the children mentioned they played with real or pretend? Or if a child says they didn't have a pretend friend, and then later the parent would tell the researchers she called her imaginary companion her ghost sister. Sometimes children would just make up a pretend friend right on the spot. You could almost see the light bulb going, oh, what a good idea, and they'd say yes. And then we actually had to take down all the posters in our lab because they would look around and say, it looks just like that, and point at you know a poster of a, a bear cub or something. Some of the names and details given to these imaginary friends are also fascinating, Dr. Taylor learned over the years. There were two invisible birds, one a male, another female. They both had the same name, Nutsy and Nutsy. And Nutsy's human friend, a little girl, insisted they needed to have a chair of their own while she was talking to the researchers. A three-year-old boy had a friend named Margarine, and Margarine helped the anxious boy adjust to attending a new playgroup. Later, when the boy's little sister started preschool, Margarine was also on hand to ease her transition into her new environment. When the two children were asked to separately draw a picture of Margarine, both depicted her with long yellow braids that dragged behind her on the floor. Other names were Pigsty. That child's mother, unsurprisingly, was constantly complaining about a messy bedroom. Two young girls called their imaginary friend Fetus. Their mother was pregnant at the time. And another child had two imaginary companions who were always together. Their names were Fina and Barbara Tall. Researchers later found out that the child had a father who was on prescribed medication. That prescription was for phenobarbital. And we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The creation of an imaginary companion is healthy and more common than you might think. Previous research done decades ago painted a negative picture of imaginary companions. But the methodology used to conduct those studies were problematic, and some of those studies led to ideas that children might become so engrossed in such a world that they lose touch or that it was an early sign of mental illness. New information collected in recent years indicates that fantasy play is a factor and an important part in a child's cognitive and emotional development. And according to more recent research, children who create pretend friends are actually very social and they enjoy interacting with others. Dr. Taylor, who studies why children have imaginary friends, says new research shows the presence of these companions are indications that the child is at least trying to cope with his or her unhappiness. It's actually more of a concern when a lonely child doesn't have an imaginary companion. Imagine this, Dr. Taylor says, if a child at play shows grimness and monotony rather than creativity and life. There has been a stereotype of children who have pretend friends as being children who are isolated or lonely or don't have enough real friends, that sort of thing, it actually isn't true. Children enjoy sharing their imaginary companion with others, and parents can gain great insight into what makes their children excited or scared or anxious or happy by how their imaginary friends react to situations. Eliana Pauls, her mother Emily says, comes up with a rich world of make-believe that she loves sharing with others. She's always kind of astounded us with how she she does a lot of make-believe play and comes up with new things. This has been particularly useful during lockdown when Eliana can't have in-person play dates with her friends. In our apartment, and we used to imagine that she was seeing like these really big animals, and she was like, we'd be like, oh, there's a big elephant over there, we need to hide. And so she would, yeah, just totally very active in that. And so that was just, you know, it was just always so fun. I know that was one something. When Eliana discovered one morning that a fairy named Sapphire had moved into the garden she and her parents created out in a public area, it gave her hope and something to look forward to. Eliana's mom, Emily, was just like her daughter when she was younger, and like Kelly Kenny when she was a child. They used their imagination to socialize and interact with their imaginary companions when they were alone. All three of them had friends that others could see, those you would put in the real category. 
But when they were on their own, those other friends filled out the other side of that category, where their creativity and imagination could roam without boundaries. For eight months during the loneliest time in Kelly Kenny's life, she found a fairy garden in the dark and became Sapphire the fairy to a little girl who was feeling afraid of the darkness surrounding her and her family. Through letters and gifts, they corresponded and became friends and there for each other in the fairyland known to the rest of us as Los Angeles. It gave Kelly purpose and a way out of her aloneness. Far away from those she loved, she found hope. In 1984, a submission was sent to news syndicates asking if there might be interest in a comic strip with these two characters. One of the characters was described this way, a rambunctious six-year-old with a rampant imagination, the kind of kid who wants plutonium for his birthday, a passion for excitement untempered by common sense. He's one taught that nobody wants to see grow up to be president. The other character is the roommate and best friend of the six-year-old, a stuffed toy to everyone else, a somewhat naive but good-natured man-eating confidant. Did you guess the name of the comic strip? Calvin and Hobbes. It started running in 1984 in 35 newspapers. By the time the strip ended a decade later, it had millions of fans and was seen in 2,400 newspapers around the world. Creator Bill Watterson told the story of an active kid with an overactive imagination. Calvin's world included school, a girl named Susie Durkins, his mom and dad, and at the center of it all, his best friend, Hobbes. To Calvin, Hobbes is a buffer between the boring, mundane world of homework and eggplant, and a better one, where the big world doesn't seem to make him feel so small when he has a friend sleeping peacefully beside him during sleepless nights. Things are never quite as scary when you've got a best friend, Calvin said in one strip. Bill Watterson, who drew every single strip, grew up in suburban Cleveland in a house with a backyard that went continuously into the woods. He said once that sometimes in the Calvin and Hobbes strip, he tried to illustrate those big empty summer days spent messing around, and like Calvin, he lived inside his head. Watterson says the Peanuts cartoons by Charles M. Schultz was inspiring to him for a number of reasons. The expressiveness of Charlie Brown's misery connected with him. But what really grabbed him, Watterson said in a 2014 interview, was Snoopy and the fantastical silly stuff when the fictional character created an imaginary alter ego where dressed in a red scarf and goggles, he was the arch nemesis of the legendary German fighter pilot, the Red Baron, and the two engaged in aerial combat. Calvin, to escape the monotony of being in class when he is without Hobbes, creates a whole imaginary world, a spaceman spiff, to tune out the boring teacher. Pay attention, Calvin. Children enjoy sharing their imaginary companions with others, 
and parents and other adults can gain insight into that world. Ask about the pretend friend. Pay attention to parallels between imaginary events involving the friend and the child's real-life concerns. Before Sapphire the fairy came into her life, Eliana Pauls talked often to her parents about how much she hated the loneliness that came from having to isolate. My daughter would always like say things like, I hate the sickness, I, you know, like I, I want it to be done now. And, you know, I'm going to pray that God fixes the sickness right now. And, you know, so it just breaks your heart, you know, as a parent to watch that and to see her miss her friends and miss going to school and all of those things. While Eliana's parents couldn't fix the sickness, and neither could strangers like Kelly Kenny, a fairy named Sapphire can slay giants. And for Kelly, finding a way to give hope to a child gave her a new way out of her loneliness. For eight months during the pandemic, a Sapphire the fairy, she kept writing to Eliana, giving her glittery dice and other presents for doing things like picking up garbage around her neighborhood. In return, Eliana left letters and a story for someone she couldn't see but had become her best friend. Sharing an imaginary world where fairies could tell stories to little girls and little girls could believe in good things changed all their lives. I think I I didn't feel like... I was alone in what I was going through anymore. I feel like not only did I have Eliana's attention, but I had her her parents now were messaging me and and then her mother left me a note that said, you know, these dice aren't lost on us. We've been playing Dungeons and Dragons with her. And that blew my mind that they would even know what these dice were for. Whether they're lonely or not, imagination is an important aspect in the development of kids' lives. Kelly, through her exchanges, was able to spot different things about her, whether that's like how smart she was or how creative she was. And she was able to encourage that in her and draw it out. And so, for example, like there were times where she would write the letter or dictate the letter and I'm writing it. And she she like wrote a little story. And then her next letter back, Kelly is like, you write such great stories. You should keep doing that. And so then Eliana was like, I want to write her a little book. And so we made, we made that little book. And so these different ways that maybe even her confidence because someone else, not just her parents, but someone else also sees how great she is. That encouragement is vital in children's development and their confidence to do things they haven't tried before. In grown-ups, imagination also finds a way to turn us from feeling like we have to confront things on our own, alone, to finding a way to figure things out. Having an imaginary friend as an adult, like James Stewart did in the 1950 movie Harvey, may seem weird. But how many times have we listened to the voice inside us that no one else hears? How many times have we weighed choices and debated pros and cons in our head? One is the voice of reason, and the other might be urging you to do something you might not otherwise do. It 
It's an assumption that adults make, said Bill Watterson once in an interview in the Comics Journal, that Hobbes is an imaginary friend. I have absolutely no knowledge about imaginary friends, Watterson said in that 1999 interview. It would seem to me, though, that when you make up a friend for yourself, you would have somebody to agree with you, not to argue with you. So Hobbes is more real than I suspect any kid would dream up. For Kelly Kenny, she rediscovered what it was like to believe when she remembered what an uncle once told her when she felt alone and isolated as a child. Hold on to your imagination. Don't let it get drowned out. One day, Eliana Pauls will grow up, and she'll learn that during the pandemic, at a time when she was feeling scared and lonely, someone made her world a little more special. And maybe she'll do the same for someone else. When Kelly Kenny stumbled across the fairy garden Eliana and her parents created, she found that when real people, humans, believe in things they can't see, some of the magic can always come back. And for the lonely and those alone, that is a light in dark times. In this world and in other hidden ones we may not see, we can all get by with a little help from an imaginary friend. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Her sapphire friend finds a big footprint. She knows who made this footprint. The footprint belongs to a giant. The giant's name was Cootie. The music for Alone Together was by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Producers Debbie O'Reilly and Guillermo Serrano, who had an imaginary goose named Lupercio as a friend. Sound engineer is Jeff Devine. I'm the host and writer, Peg Fong. And my imaginary friend was a troublemaking cocker spaniel named Jake the Fake. We don't have to imagine being friends on social. Follow us at Apostrophe Pod. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 